If you are feeling helpless, become helpful. And that in itself can completely turn you around and, and change your entire mindset. Without Fear of Her Future podcast is for women who are passionately pursuing financial freedom, using multiple streams of income and real estate to accomplish their goals. We are here to empower you to be brave, dream big, and design a life that you love that inspires others to do the same. I'm your co-host, Andrea Ingstrom, a real estate investor and business coach and co-founder of the Partnership for Realtors. And I'm here with my co-host, Teresa Todd, founder of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and author of the best-selling book, Without Fear of Her Future. Over the past two years, Teresa has had nearly 200,000 women join her masterclass, where she teaches them how to become successful real estate investors. Woo! And I am super excited today, Andrea, uh, with our two guests. Absolutely yes. amazing uh, students inside the Women's Real Estate Investors Network that are killing it. So after about six months of trying to get a real estate investing deal, Brigitte found herself frustrated and hit a wall. She wanted to be a full-time real estate investor and have a better balance in her family life. But her breakthrough truly came when she aligned her mindset with her goals and aligned herself with the right partner. So investing partners, Brigitte Davitt and Mary Verratti are going to share on today's podcast what they have learned about partnering to create momentum in real estate. Hey, the girls. Welcome. Hi. Glad you're here. Okay, so you're joining from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How exciting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we want to hear your stories. And Brigitte, we're going to start with you. I know that you are now a full-time real estate investor, <laughs> and but you haven't always done this as a career. So what were you doing before you became a real estate investor? I was a mother. I have a, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, but back when I started uh, my training in the Reen, um, they were they were four and a half and almost two. So um, a lot has changed since then. Um, but more than that, I was a college professor. I was a college professor for 15 years. Um, I built an entire program in a uh, graphic design uh, program in an art department in a small state school. And um, it was it was a wonderful job. It was a, a great um, place to, to have a career and uh, very supportive for my family, obviously great benefits. Um, but things really changed when I had my kids and I was driving an hour to teach. I was staying overnight. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, weeknights I worked so late that I didn't even come home. And um, that was not the life that I wanted to live as a mother to my children. Um, I had gone through a year at my employment um, looking for ways to be creative about how I could teach and be home with my kids. And um, they would not budge. They were not willing to meet me at any point to, to help me as a mother, um, even though I had given 15 years to them building a very, uh, very strong, very um, popular program. And um, it was it was a hard decision for me to to say that this might not be the um, place that I retire. You know, I thought for a long time I would be there forever. And um, 
my, my kids really changed that for me. So, so that's when I started looking for ways that I could really build my own um, life and uh, uh, my own business around something that would allow me to also be a really, really attentive and um, present mom. Yeah. And so ultimately you decided real estate investing. So how did you get started in investing? And then when did you decide that this was something that you were going to pursue full time? I, um, I bought my first house with my husband um, when we were engaged about 12 years ago now. And that was a lot of fun. We, we really looked for a good deal too. So we were happy when, whenever we were able to find something that was way less than a lot of our, our um, friends, same age as us were, you know, we're looking for houses and then we put our sweat equity into it. We did all the things to, to update it and really make it a home. Um, and that was the part that was a lot of fun for me. And so um, after that, uh, a couple years later, uh, my, my, my dad, my mom and my husband and I, we went in a, into a partnership together and we bought two more properties. Uh, we renovated those ourselves. And um, unfortunately, the second house we bought, my dad did not finish. He fell. Um, he had a brain injury mm. and it, um, it cost him a lot of his life. And uh, I, I vowed that I would finish that project and that I would give them um, a monthly income so that my parents could could continue to, to live comfortably. And, um, and I did that. And I was a landlord for almost 10 years for those two properties while I was teaching full time. And um, I, I knew that I wanted to, to keep going in real estate investing, but I didn't know how to get past that point. Um, I, I also, of course, had my two children in that time. And so they were keeping me pretty busy. And um, it was just uh, the right time, you know, Things were not looking like at um, at school that I wanted to stay there. My kids, you know, I wanted to be home with my kids. And uh, I started searching for more properties. I just started looking again. I started looking at commercial real estate. I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to be an investor. And so I needed to look at properties. And, uh, and that's when I found the Reen. And um, it was at that point when I joined the masterclass um, in that week, I think a, a, an amazing transformation occurred in my life that I, I could have never expected. And I just knew at that point that things were really going to change very quickly. Yes. <laughs> and Brigitte, I remember you and I joined the Women's Real Estate Investors Network in the same group at the same time. And you were one of those shining faces that would turn your camera on because we were all on Zoom during the pandemic. And um, and I just remember being so encouraged and inspired by you. And um, and I invited you, like after our classes were, were finishing up, I was like, you have to keep meeting with me. We have to still be friends. How are we gonna stay together? Um, but I remember through those months, um, you know, you were working it, you were putting in offers, you were doing the thing, but you weren't gaining the traction that, you know, when we looked around, you were like, why am I not getting deals? Um, and then you had a breakthrough that happened and it just gives me chills, but tell us about what broke free in you or what, what was it that happened in you that really allowed you to help jumpstart, you know, making a big move? Uh, yes. So the the training that I received was, you know, the foundation, getting that education yes. for three months. Um, that that changed everything for me in terms of 
I can actually do this now. This yes. all makes sense to me. I understand. Um, and and then I felt like I was spinning my wheels for another three months after that. Um, I was teaching while I was while I was in the mentoring program, so I was still kind of focused on my students and, and finishing out the semester. And once the summer hit, I really went at it. You know. Uh, 40 to 60 hours a week trying to figure out advertising, um, making offers, finding off-market deals, and nothing was happening until I went to a mastermind retreat. And we went to Nashville. It was about 20 of us from the December, January classes in the Ream. And I realized at that point that I was doing all of the things, but not in the right order. And I wasn't focusing on the one thing I really needed to do, which was just make a ton of offers and find lots of properties because I can't get to the next step until I get a good deal. Um, I left that retreat on fire. I had learned so much about mindset, about um, writing down your goals, about creating a plan to make your goals a reality. And that was the first step. It's like, well, my goal is to find a deal. Well, step one, I have to look at properties and make offers. And I, I went home and I made five offers in 24 hours and I got three properties under contract. <laughs> That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. That's what it takes. That is absolutely what it takes is actually doing the right thing. So you can have all the knowledge, but when you really like start doing the actual thing. So, so you actually have now quit your job and you're full time real estate investing. So how did you know it was time? Well, the rubber really met the road in uh, August because I had um, August 1st, I had to decide if I was going to request two years of child rearing leave at my full time job or if I was going to resign. They were not giving me anything in between. And the child rearing leave was without pay, without benefits. They said they would hold my position for two years. That still sounded pretty good. If things don't work out, then Hopefully, uh, you know, two years from now, I can go back to my teaching job. Not what I wanted to do, but always nice to have a backup plan. Um, so I, I requested the two years and they denied my request. They said, huh. we've, we've actually switched presidents and now this president is not um, going to allow any, any child rearing leave requests. So you can either, um, you can quit or we'll give you a part-time position at a very reduced pay. Um, and I was at that point, I was heartbroken mm -hmm. because I had felt again, like uh, a sense of betrayal, a sense that I had spent 15 years building something that I thought was mine, but in the end did not belong one bit to me and mm -hmm. could be taken away in a blink of an eye. Um, and at first I thought that, you know, I, I prayed really hard on it and I thought that God was telling me that I was supposed to go back to teaching. I, you know, they were, they were not going to let me take leave and it was either quit or, you know, come back. So I must have to come back. And, uh, and I said to my husband, you know, I, I don't know how we're going to make this work. And he said, we always make it work and I'm here for you and you're here for me. And if this is what you want to do. Then God isn't telling you to keep teaching. He's telling you it's okay to let go of this and to move on. Mm. And so that's what I did. Mm. And I put in my resignation the next day. And um, 
I have not looked back since then. Um, luckily, I had met Mary prior to that. Um, so I had another cheerleader in my corner um, who was rooting me on. And, uh, you know, when we started working together, um, as well as, you know, when we went when I went to that mastermind retreat, that's when everything really just started to click. And it was only six weeks before I had to make that decision that that happened. So wow. um, yeah. I, I really felt like, when it was time, God showed me the way. He gave me all the tools I needed, and he set me free. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, and just in a kind of a nutshell, what does your portfolio look like today, Brigitte? Because you got three under contract, like within a week of that <laughs> mastermind event. Um, and so what is your what does your portfolio look like today? So I have um, I have three properties, uh, four properties. Um, and then another six with Mary. So yeah. we're at we're at ten there. And then Mary also um, has some some stuff in her pocket as well. So so oh. we have been uh, in the last six months we've added seven seven properties to our. Portfolio. Ooh! Wow, I that is incredible. <laughs> that is incredible. You know, we hear stories, and some I mean come out of the box running. And I mean, they just do amazing. But you know what? There's so many other stories of other women who it just took them some time. They, mm -hmm. they were learning and they were, but it took them some time. And it's so easy to compare yourself to somebody else and say, oh, well, they've already got two deals and I don't have any. And, yeah. but if you will just not give up, if you just mm -hmm. keep showing up for yourself, keep attending seminars and retreats and learning and pouring into yourself and growing, I mean, you are just proof that if you don't give up, you're going to have a breakthrough. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, you had a breakthrough and oh my gosh, all of a sudden three deals in one week and then, uh, you know, finding a partner. And now, I mean, what you've done since that is absolutely amazing. I love your story. That's what I love about these podcasts is hearing everybody's story is a little bit different with They don't all look alike. And so, Brigitte, that's amazing and so, so excited. Yeah. I want to hear a little bit from <laughs> no. Mary. So tell yeah. us about how you got into real estate investing. What were you doing before? And then mm -hmm. how the two of you ended up becoming partners. Yeah, for sure. So I, when I saw the Rain Masterclass advertised, um, I was living in Seattle at the time. So I still currently work for um, a large tech company based out of Seattle. <laughs> um, and I've been there for about seven years. And prior to that, um, I still uh, was working in retail management, operations management. So just always working in very chaotic, um, chaotic environments, but for large corporations. Right. And yeah. I, I really didn't know anything different. You know, my both my parents work for large companies, still work for large companies. Western PA is very uh, blue collar. Like you, you just work your butt off every day and hope that you can retire someday. Right. Like that was ingrained in both of us, I think, growing up. So, you know, I just always. I was always a go-getter, always wanting to do more, you know, was successful in my career, was able to move across the country to California, Seattle. Um, but I just always felt like something was missing. And I never really, I never really figured it out. I never really decided like, okay, do I, do I want to go this way? Do I want to go that way? Um, but I knew that it wasn't staying with a corporation long-term, right? So I started thinking through, you know, what are the things, what are the other things I like to do? You know, very passionate about fitness, nutrition, um, you know, specifically like lifting and bodybuilding type stuff. So I was like, okay, like, uh, you know, that's a passion. That's my hobby. It's basically all I do besides work. So maybe that'll be something. 
Um, and in Seattle, two of my best friends, Michelle and Misty, um, I spent a lot of time with, and they're both a little bit older than me and sort of just female mentors. Misty's an entrepreneur. Um, so she, she was practicing her life coaching on me when I would go over and visit. Yeah. Awesome. And I was like, awesome. yes, I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. I was like, ask me whatever you want. Let's do this. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so she would, she was practicing on me and, you know, while she was finishing getting her, her degree and everything, um, and just started asking me about, you know, what do you love to do? What do you want to do? Like, where do you see, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? You know? And, and I said, I, I want to be working for myself, you know? And, and I, I, I'm thinking, I'm really interested in real estate. I know zero about it, right? I know zero about investing. Um, or, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll do something with like fitness and nutrition and get certified to, to do that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know if my phone was listening to me, you know, and, and hearing me or, or what, but I started I started seeing your ads, Teresa, and, and you know, just watching it and, and, and it just spoke to me. And I also around that time was uh, starting to go back to church and starting to find my faith again. And so it was all just kind of perfect, you know, and, and, you know, I grew up Catholic, 12 years of Catholic school, all of that good stuff, but I always felt like something was missing. And then one of my good friends um, asked me to come to church with them when I was in, when I was in Seattle and it was a Christian church and I'd never been, and I fell in love. And that was about two months before um, I did the rain class. So um, it was kind of all coming together for me and it just felt so right. I was like, I don't know what's telling me to do this, but I got to do it. So went through the class and this was like mid, I mean, middle of COVID, December, 2020. It was just me in Seattle, me and my cats working out of my apartment all the time without like, I mean, Washington totally shut down. So you couldn't go anywhere. You know, so I was like, I just, I need something to do. And I really, I really think this is good timing. Right. So it all kind of came together. Um, And I went through the masterclass and just absolutely loved every second of it and was just looking for more and trying to find more and networking with some of the local Seattle ladies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just chatting a bit with them and, and starting to figure out like, is there anything we can do here? Um, but I also knew that I was going to be moving back to Pittsburgh in a couple months. Yeah. And it was kind of like that balance between like, I don't want to get so started here that it's going to be hard to pick up and you yeah. know, move. So I, so I really focused my time on education and um, just practicing. You know, like my my two friends, uh, Leanne and Lee in Seattle that we were working together, they were both part of Rain as well. Um, we would go and look at properties and I'd tag along with them because I wanted to learn. I wanted to see it um, mm-hmm. because I knew that I had a had a good opportunity when I was coming back to Pittsburgh. Um, so how I met Brigitte. Uh, so I remember in January, it was shortly after the masterclass started. She introduced herself in the group. And I remember having like a freak out and I was like, oh my gosh, there's somebody else in Pittsburgh. Like I hadn't seen anybody else like from PA, from anywhere over there in the group yet. So I immediately messaged her and we, we were actually reading through our uh, our text messages and our Facebook messages the other night. And we were just kind of laughing because everything we said to each other is still what, we are, what we're trying to do now and kind of wow. still the same goals that we have. Yeah. yeah. So it was, like a, it was a good reflection for us, but um, we just stayed in contact. You know, I wasn't quite sure when I was going to be heading back. Um, and you just kept saying like, let's meet when you're, when you're settled, when you're here, let's meet. Um, and what about a month after I think I moved back? Um, we met June 7th or 8th. 8th? June June, 8th. Well, June 8th is the first time we started marketing together. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we call we call it our anniversary. But, uh, <laughs> I love it. But, um, but yeah, so we, we just had very similar goals and I think morals and just ethics and just, it was a perfect 
a perfect match and we are incredibly lucky and we thank God every day <laughs> that we were matched together. Um, but no, we just, we just really, uh, I think we're both go-getters. We both are incredibly driven and motivated and um, we both have strengths that the other doesn't. So I think kind of coming together, it's the puzzle pieces fit, you know, and we, we started working together. We didn't have a name. Um, I think you had a logo that you made a while back and said, Hey, we could just start using this on our postcards. And we said, okay. And now it's our logo, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We were, we were, uh, I know I was hesitating to take action because I was worried about not knowing, you know, and she helped really help me understand that like, that's okay. Right. It's mm -hmm. completely okay. And we are only going to be able to scale our business if we continue to take action every day. Tell us about who does what in the partnership. You mentioned that you guys yeah. started marketing together, um, but like who who does what in the, in that? And then when you get a deal, what happens from there as a partnership? Yeah, yeah. I think we we split, it's almost like we have it split in thirds. Like Brigitte is boots on the ground because I have my W2 job every day, mm -hmm. um, but where I can sneak in and out, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Um, anything administrative, marketing, uh, just bank stuff, writing up contracts, any of that I'll take care of because I'm typically going to be at a computer. Um, and then I think whenever we do get leads, we both try to get there because we want to be a part of it, you know, and well, if I think there's only been a few times where one of us couldn't go to a lead. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll try to, um, to kind of take turns also, mm -hmm. I would say being, um, you know, being in charge of, of the, the different, the different deals we get, you know, if, if we go on a lead together and, one of us is is obviously building more of a rapport with the seller, then that person yes. will take the lead on that. And then mm -hmm. usually they'll be the point of contact moving forward with that contract. Um, yeah. I'm more on the, the boots on the ground, as Mary said, I'm dealing with the contractors, I'm designing the spaces, I'm choosing the finishes, um, I'm meeting with them weekly, I'm making sure that they're, you know, they're getting paid and, and we're, we're going through the checklist. Um, and uh, I'm also a, a designer by trade. So mm -hmm. Mary reminds me when it's time for a new postcard and <laughs> we talk about what it should be. I'll, I'll put it together. She's teaching me slowly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Mary actually is in charge of yeah. our social media. So she does yeah. all of our, all of our posts on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're starting a, a Twitter or not a Twitter, a um, TikTok. TikTok. I, I'm, Ooh, I love it. We're, we're learning TikTok. <laughs> We did a we did a uh, presentation at a local REI investor meetup and um, it went really well and um, we also are you know really looking forward to to doing more um, more speaking events more education um, yep. it's it's been really enlightening to see the the Pittsburgh um, uh, kind of uh, makeup of real estate investors yeah. and um, we're finding these amazing women, you know, they're, or they're finding us, they're seeing mm -hmm. what we're doing and, and they're coming to us. Um, one of our, uh, our most recent deals that we just sent out a contract from uh, came from a, a woman who knew another woman, woman who found a house in a really great area, but didn't know what to do. She connected us with them and now, you know, hopefully we're going to have another partnership mm -hmm. come out of that. So just awesome. getting it out there and supporting other people who are interested in investing is, is the, you know, a, a big part of our partnership yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 I love the partnership. I am the kind of girl myself. I, I love to do things with other women. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, if I have a choice of doing it by myself or doing it with someone else, I'm always going to choose doing it with someone else, especially when you can find the right partner. Oh my gosh. And so I love seeing the partnerships that have taken place inside the Women's Real Estate Investors Network. I absolutely love it. I love seeing y'all when you post (laughs) things together and when all the women are meeting up. I just love it because for some women as well, just like both of you have said, you bring a certain amount of gifts, you know, and your talents, but somebody else can bring their gifts and their talents. And now you merge those two things and Mm -hmm. your choice is strong, as well as I think you give each other confidence. It's easier to go on a lead when you've got somebody else with you. It's easier to negotiate. It's easier to even fight with your contractor. Man, I absolutely mm-hmm. love that y'all have partnered up. So, so tell us what mistakes have you made in partnering, you know, that, that other people might can learn from. Yeah. I think the, our biggest lessons with an S apostrophe <laughs> learned uh, is anything and everything with picking and choosing a contractor um, the right contractor, making sure we know how to vet them, how to uh, go and check out one of their sites. You know, we we are very much like first impression people, I think, too. So sometimes that can be misleading. Right. So that's mm-hmm. that's the lesson learned we got with one of our contractors was we didn't do our due diligence and really vet it out and and make sure that what he told us his experience was was the experience. Right. Yeah. And, th- and that cost us money in the end. Um, but it also taught us a lot of valuable lessons. You know, I think one of the things that we took away was we're actually glad it happened early on in our, in our real estate venture so that we could learn that very quickly and not make, yeah. not make as a mistake that's going to cost us even more money a year down the road. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Um, tell us about, you know, what have you learned in working in a partnership that would be helpful to someone who's considering working with a partner in real estate investing? Like what are some of your best tips? I would say um, don't do what we did We did, and jump into like three, part, three properties together right away and start an LLC. Um, we, we had another partner um, and she is no longer our partner. So um, we did learn that what we have is very unique and mm-hmm. not every, you know, every person that seems to have the same values and goals that we have is, is going to end up being the same as you know yeah. what we expect them to be um lots of open communication um do a partnership quiz together ask questions mm-hmm. of each other fill out you know mm-hmm. fill out the questions and and talk about your you know what you bring to the table what your goals are how many hours a week you're willing to contribute to the partnership yeah. the things yeah. that you know they're kind of hard questions to ask someone that you're just yeah. getting no, but they're extremely, extremely yeah. um, valuable in figuring out if the partnership is even worth pursuing. Um, if it's if it's going to be just a JV, if you think there might be more in the future, but you know, just do one thing at a time and yeah. and don't don't get in over your head. Um, yeah. I am so so blessed by Mary and um, (laughs) everything that we've been able to do together. But I don't think that it's common. I don't think that our other, um, you know, conversations with investors or or potential partnerships, um, you know, once we learned what questions we should have asked each other a long time ago, and we asked those of other people, it, um, it is more common that we, you know, decide that maybe we won't end up partnering 
um, as much. But um, we're still finding good ones. And and by by asking those questions right away and, and making sure that yeah. um, we're all you know in alignment. Yeah, I think the transparency piece as well with communication and just not being afraid to have tough conversations with each other either. And not not necessarily like about like I don't know if we've ever had like an argument, right? Like we I think we just get along really well, but but having those conversations and being able to navigate conflict mm-hmm. as a yeah. pair is very different than doing it individually, right? So I think like I have to constantly say to myself, like, I need to partner with Bridget before I make this decision or I need to, you know what I mean? And I think just yeah. learning what that you have to make a couple mistakes, but learning what that should really look like mm-hmm. um, and what a true partnership, like where where should we both be making decisions? When can we have the autonomy to not make decisions? Like figuring all of that out. Um, yeah. just, uh, I think just the operational structure easier. Well, you all have done some awesome things. Uh, what are you each most excited about working on next? And what are your goals for the future? Uh, Brigitte, you go first. What are your goals for the future? And what are you excited about? I am extremely excited about creating more experiences for people. What I love about real estate is, is um, I get to create. I'm a creator at heart. I love designing things. I love um, just giving people something that they don't get in their home or from a regular rental. You know, I, I like doing things that are outside of and above what I'm seeing around me in my community and in my city. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really have a goal to start making more of an impact in my community, um, doing more public art. I'd say my biggest goal is that there will be a mural on every single property that I own eventually. Love it. And- and I want that to be a way for me to support artists. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a mural that I make. It can be a way for me to to use what I have created to support other people in my community in other ways. Ah, yep. oh, love that. Love Beautiful. that. And you were talking about short-term rentals. How many short-term rentals do you have between you? We have um, we have two that are up and running, two that are almost ready to go. Yeah. One that is um, in the beginning renovation um, stages, and uh, I think our our goals for this year were to have five, and that's five. So <laughs> awesome! <Right? laughs> you're, you're nailing it. You're nailing Everything it. Everything else is just gravy. Nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And Mary, tell us, tell us for you, what are you most excited about working on next? What are your goals for the future? Yeah. Yeah. I think scaling the business. um, And I think in order for us to do that, the first thing that needs to happen is for me to get to a place where I can leave my W2 job Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, supplement. I know I won't be able to supplement all of the income right away, but to be able to get to a place where I can step away and from that and really immerse myself, you know, we were, we, we do a lot with me working full time and, doing the real estate investing, we can only picture what we can do if I'm fully in it, right? right. Um, so I really, really, like, I, I love my job, but it's not forever for me, you know? And I, I really wanna fig- have that exit strategy in place um, and really plan that out this year, financially with everything and just figuring out like, when can I do that? And then work backwards from, from that date. Love it, love it, love it. Well, you've both done amazing things and I'm so excited about all your goals and all that you're doing and I can't wait to watch it all. I love being on this journey with you and just watching what you are doing. I just wanted to mention um, uh, when you were talking a little bit earlier, you're talking about that you had just started going back to church and if mm-hmm. our listeners uh, just are picking up, constantly we are 
throwing you know, you might hear us say, well, we felt like God led us this or that. And so we are a very faith based organization. And so part of what we do is just realizing that God wants us to walk in abundance and mm -hmm. knowing that and one, knowing that he's with us on this journey. He gives us the courage and the faith to step out and to do the harder things. And y'all have certainly been an example of that. And so I'm just excited and proud of of both of y'all. So glad that you're a part of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network. Thank you. I don't awesome. know where we would be without you, Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks um, for our life. Wow. Awesome. Well, we like to ask our guests for three takeaways and there's two of you, so I'll let you figure out how you want to handle that. Um, but what, what three things would you advise an investor or entrepreneur who is looking to be brave or to grow or is perhaps feeling stuck where they are? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I'll start. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I talked earlier about the mastermind retreat that really um it it just filled me up with so much that I had not gotten to that point about my own um abilities and courage and just taking the next steps. So I think something really important for someone who is stuck is to go out and seek someone to unstick you, <laughs> um, find other people who you can, can that you feel comfortable talking to a lot and talk to them, talk to them about what they're doing, get their advice, give them advice. I remember Clifford saying once, um, if you are feeling helpless, become helpful. And I have used that over and over again in my journey when I've just felt like, Oh, this is, just too hard and yeah. I can't do it and and nothing's going right. And then when I looked outward to what other other women were going through, it made me feel like my issues were significant, insignificant. Mm -hmm. um, and that really puts things into perspective, but it also then made me want to help those other women too. And that in itself can completely turn you around and, and change your entire mm -hmm. mindset um, and get you ready for what it is that you need to be doing. Yeah. I think another one is education and making it a priority. So not not making excuses why you can or can't go to a meeting or do your training. Um, and I think just not allowing yourself uh, to, to not do it if you set it as a goal and plan it into your day. Um, it was one of the things that I think have made us more confident as we go and we continue to make sure that we're we're educating monthly, weekly, you know, go up interacting with you know local realtors and local uh real estate investors that we know and just continually learning and then you know we, we hear a new term or hear something and then we go and dig in and try to try to see like oh well could we do that you know um how do we learn more about that so um i think that educating now so that you you're confident enough to get started but then also uh have some sort of continuing education in place so I would say the the third one, um, we talked about these last night, so we do have, uh, <laughs> we, have, we, have we have more than three, but um, I think that the, the really important one also is um, that you have to, you have to remember that this is, um, this is not something that you're going to do in the next year and get done with, and then you're going to you know, just yeah. on the beach the rest of your life. You have to pace yourself. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we get there, right? But you have to pace yourself. And you have to you have to really just remember where you are in your own life and what season you are in. Mm -hmm. I have two very small children. I am doing this so that I can be with them. Yep. If I am do if I am constantly working, 
then I'm missing the mark. So, yeah. so don't think that you have to, that it's a race, you, right? You're not against anyone else. And just remember that, you know, whatever, whatever point of your life you're in, just, just do what you can and, and be proud of yourself because that's more than what you were doing before. Remember mm-hmm. who I think about who I was a year ago compared to now. And that's yeah. all I need. That's all I need to think about yeah. to really have the confidence and the energy to move forward because it's, it's that momentum. It's that forward momentum, little steps will lead to bigger steps will lead to leaps and bounds and, and you just have to do it in your own time. Great advice. Well, we appreciate both of you so much. You're such an inspiration to others who, you know, want to find a good partner and to be a good model of that this thing can work and that you can do more together than either of you could do on your own. And you're such a testament to having a good attitude and a good working relationship. So thank you so much for for being with us today. Thank you so much for being here, girls. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, on behalf of Teresa Todd, I'm Andrea Inkstrom and the Women's Real Estate Investors Network. And we want to encourage you to dream big and be brave.